Well, hello, travellers, and welcome again to the Phil Hoffman Travel Podcast. I'm joined by the man himself, Phil Hoffman. Morning, Lee. Great to be here, uh, back fresh from uh, Cuba and uh, the Bahamas. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm excited because, you know, when you go to a new destination or a couple of new destinations that... Um, you know, you get energised by it, you know, of, of something that you've done a lot of reading or may have done a lot of reading on and, and looked at but never been there. But, uh, no, I'm I'm uh, very positive about it. What did you expect? What did you know about Cuba before you went? Well, you know, you get sort of mixed reports about, you know, the poverty and uh, how hard it is to get in and, you know, uh, all the sort of things about, you know, the fact that uh, Castro, socialism and everything else – but it was the opposite. Hmm. Um, it was like, you know, you, you got in probably easier than getting into Australia, <laughs> you know, in terms of, you know, I flew in from Toronto with Air Canada and it was just a three-hour flight from Toronto, filled out a little form on the on the plane coming down, which was the visa application, and I reckon uh, the immigration man looked at me, took a photograph uh, and, and spent probably uh, half a minute on the process and I was through. And uh, and I was in suddenly arrived in Havana. And, you know, Cuba is only about 130, 140 k's south of Florida. So, you know, it's it's very close to the to America. And um, but, you know, I had sort of I had a, a vision of Cuba. Uh, I thought about it, I knew stuff about it, but it just changes your your whole concept of uh, Cuba when you get there to you know be greeted by the the people that were looking after us and and escorting us around in terms of you know the the Cuban operator, uh, and then they took us from the airport to um, downtown central Cuba uh, to Havana and uh, checked us in at this hotel called the Kapinski. Well, it's five or six star plus, you know, <laughs> and it was just beautiful. But but what I was impressed with not just you know that it's a five star or whatever but the hospitality of the check-in and I've got to tell you that one of the guys that took my bags to check them in and put them in my room remembered my name for the rest of the four days that I was there and every time I got off the bus coming back he'd say Mr Hoffman welcome back welcome back to the hotel you know hope you've had a great day and it was just that sort of those little touches same in the breakfast room and everything else so that was the start of us arriving there you know at 9 30 10 o'clock at night and then the rest was you know sort of seeing as much as Havana and really it was more walking around central Havana the the the, the town mm-hmm. walking around the town across down to the the marina area etc and it was so easy you know but but what blew me out of my mind was the architecture, the colonial architecture that was there with all the, you know, buildings and that and, and how beautiful they looked. And yes, there's some of them are really run down, but they're being restored. And they've got a guy appointed that that is sort of taking in the whole thing of how do we refresh and refurbish the city, but not lose the what Cuba or Havana is all about, and that's you know the, the beautiful architecture, yep. and and keeping it there and respecting it, you know, and so we're seeing that with all the buildings, no matter what level, we're seeing this this uh, refurbishment going on. But he's getting it out to people that can spend money, but not change the character of of the buildings and the place and the atmosphere, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Then it's the people, you know, that they are just full of energy. They're people that have very little in many ways compared to. To Australian standards, but mm-hmm. they just enjoy life. It's music, it's food, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's all the sort of things that 
I think we had as kids when we were growing up, you know, but they have so much more because it's that Caribbean culture of yep. uh, rhythm, music, and, you know, enjoying each other, That you know, the families and everything else. Uh, and then you get into a little bit of the politics, which was interesting, but you don't see a lot of, you know, photographs of Castro and, and you know, what's happened in the past. You can read about it and all that. Uh, even the brother now who was running the country for a while has stepped down now and there's a new president. So I think Cuba is emerging as a great destination. Certainly was full of tourists when I was there. Uh, the Canadians are down there in thousands. Hmm. There were a lot of young Americans there from the some of the schools and universities where they got a system they can go through and into Cuba. Uh, Spanish were there in a big number, South Americans. But, you know, I saw five American planes uh, on the tarmac when we were leaving to go to the Bahamas, uh, you know, in terms of, uh, of uh, networking through America. Yep. So the Americans are coming. Some of our friends, colleagues that were traveling with me came through Miami and did their visa at Miami. So really, you can get in. I don't think they're worrying about the like the Aussie coming into Cuba, you know, via America or whatever. I mean, look, you know, you can come in via, America, via Mexico and other places as well. I, as I said, I came in via Canada and it was, it was a piece of cake. What I am uh, really uh, enthusiastic about is the fact that uh, uh, there is so much to see and do right through Cuba, not just in Havana. I only had the opportunity of four nights in Havana. I'm going back to see and, and cruise uh, the whole of Cuba in uh, February this uh, in 2019 on Azamara. So I'm going to be much more equipped to talk about the whole of of, uh, of Cuba. Yep. Uh, and certainly when you talk to people who have been there, said you know to get out to some of the other major cities uh, uh, is fantastic as well. So again, looking for that sort of the architecture, the people, the the music and the food and everything else. So it's, it's a destination I think will come very much on people's bucket list, and especially the fact that uh, you. A lot of the cruise ships now are doing a lot more in terms of, of many more ports of call in Cuba, spending longer time doing a lot of overnights. And, and one of the other exciting things I found out was that one of our cruise lines that we sell a lot of called Sea Dream, you can actually, you know, sort of fly into Havana, have as many nights as you like in Havana, and then jump on their cruise ship from Havana and sail around the rest of Cuba and then go on to more of the Caribbean. And mm -hmm. I think that would be exciting because really with Havana, you could spend a week and not touch all the service. The other thing I forgot to mention in our initial discussion this morning is that uh, the uh, the cars, the old cars, yep. I mean, it's part of what you're expecting to see and they're there in the hundreds and the colours, Leith, you know, it's like a rainbow when you go out there <laughs> Pick the car that you want to go into. So driving around, you know, with the hood down, uh, air flying past you as, you as you're traveling along there and just to see parts of, of Havana. And then, you, of course, I haven't mentioned the cigars yet, to see them making cigars mm. and the smoking of the cigars is just fantastic. We'll get onto that in a second. For the people who are playing at home and wondering, they're trying to think back to their geography lessons just where Cuba is. So it is to the south of Florida. Uh, it is due north of Jamaica, if you like. So the Bahamas yep. sort of in the middle of those. And then Mexico to the west. So uh, that, you know, yeah. incidentally. And, and so, so, so you can fly in, you know, from different parts of, of uh, the states. Uh, you can fly in from Mexico, San Juan, uh, etc. So, so there's, and it could even if you're coming in from South America as well. Yep. So I did see Air Peru flying in there as well one day. So, so there's certainly a lot of options there. 
Uh, but a lot of influence there too. So you're talking America oh, oh. above, you're talking the West Indies, you're talking Mexico as well. So when it comes to music and culture and food, and and it's like a uh, you know a hybrid of all that yep. in there in in terms of the music, the food, the whole lot. So there, there's that whole influence that's come from all those different countries, and you know with the Spanish influence there, and you know and when you go back to the 15th 16th century and read some of the things that happened in there. There was slavery in Cuba and everything else and, you know, the getting rid of that and, and all the other things that have happened to it in its time. And it continues, mm. as I said, to really thrive in, in what has been unbelievably hard conditions for that country to survive because when they ran the blockade on it, you know, with the fuel and other things, you know, to get fuel for your car is very expensive. And they say that sometimes you can be out on the country roads and you look like you're running out of uh, uh, fuel. There's not a lot of... Um, uh, you know, refueling stations. So you might have to go to a farmer and say, "Can I buy some of your fuel off you?" <laughs> and he makes money out of out of selling fuel to you. So, so there's a lot of things that happen. But, but you know, we, when we went out to a, a the country area called Vinales, where they a lot of the growing of 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 tobacco and that were there, but some of the scenery and some of the it's got some of the some of the unbelievable caves all through Cuba. Mm-hmm. I forget the figure, but I read it on the way back, uh, uh, the number of caves that are in Cuba. Well, we went through one where, you know, we probably spent 45 minutes an hour climbing through this cave. Now, I'm not great at that sort of uh, claustrophobic sort of feeling, but it was it was fascinating to do it, you know, and it was right there. We just stopped at this place and they said, oh, this has got a beautiful cave with a river running through it. Then we got back onto boats and yep. came back out again. Um, and so there's, there's things happening all the time around that just you know sort of say wow this is an interesting destination but to the driving out through the finales uh which was probably a three-hour drive from havana just interesting to see the countryside Mm. to see you know the farmers and 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 and, you know in some cases it looks like it's very poor but obviously they're producing crops and and they survive from you know producing those crops but it reminded me of some of the places in vietnam it really did the scenery and i said god this reminds me of vietnam so it's a very interesting destination the coastal areas of course being an island the the beaches without being touched by tourists for so long exactly one of the friends that i was traveling with said her girl friend had stopped at a place called uh, Coco Cay, I think it was. She said it's the it's the most pristine beach she's ever seen in your life. And I think as you see more of the beaches of of uh, of Cuba, you would get more and more of people saying that uh, they said, you know, just the colours of the water and all that around those areas, you know. Um, and, and so I'm looking forward to when I go in February again, when I'm doing more of that, to be able to have more opportunities to see yep. more of the coastal side of, of, uh, of Cuba and be able to report back. It seems to me like it's a place. I've been lucky enough to go to New Orleans. It's kind of got a New Orleans feel about absolutely, it absolutely. From the vision I've seen, uh, Leith, you're spot on. And I kept saying that because I kept seeing all these little houses that were, you know, one or two stories high, and they had the little balconies, and the, but everything was different. Every color was, you know, each each unit, each apartment was different color, you know. And I said. This reminds me of New Orleans. Yep. This has got the New Orleans flavour. You know, the music, the people, 
People uh, dancing on the street, dancing on the street, every corner, music, uh, atmosphere, buy you cigars, people selling cigars, <laughs> or whatever, and and dressed up as real Cubans, you know, yep. the big hats and you know the Panama, the women, you know, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 New Orleans. I, mm. I I said that it it reminded me of New Orleans. It reminded me of Vietnam in terms of coming out. As I I said, it's emerging now again. Yep. Uh, as, and I remember going to Vietnam in '96 and saying this is going to be a great destination for Aussies. I feel the same excitement about Cuba. I reckon it's 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 having a rebirth in terms of being open to the world, and uh, we only need the Americans to take off the silly things they're doing with it. And uh, as I said, uh, I think you'll see it just bloom. But they're, they're averaging, or this last year in two eighteen, they had a very bad year in two seventeen because of hurricanes and mm-hmm. a political situation with um, Trump, but uh, turning you know things around, but. In 18, they've had one of their best years for tourism. Five million uh, tourists travelled through uh, Cuba in 18. They reckon they hit five million. So I think that's only going to go upward. And, and uh, you know, there's only 11 or 12 million people yep. in Cuba all up. So to have, you know, 50% of your population coming in tourists, uh, you know, it's fantastic. So, and I think, you know, as more hotels are developed, are being redeveloped in, the, in Cuba and offering, again, more for tourism, and the ship's coming, I think they're going to see uh, big growth. When people go to a destination, they talk about the weather, they talk about the architecture, they talk about the food. When you think of Cuban food, you're talking beef dishes, tomatoes and onions and rice and garlic, all of that. And beans and a lot of fish meals there, you know. uh, Yeah, I, I love that sort of... Uh, Caribbean flavour and spicy, yep. but the, you know the rice, the beans, and look, uh, Leith, they've had to survive on um, you know, I won't say on poverty line, but on on not being able to be extravagant. Yes. So they've been they've been creative in the dishes they've created, and I think the excitement is finding those little restaurants around the side streets there, you know, and going into them, and and um, yeah, I think that you know, and some of the bars, you know, so much atmosphere in these little bars, but uh, yeah, I love the food, I, I because I love the Caribbean. I think mm. it's it's got that, like you say, it's like New Orleans. It's got there's something magical about it that you just can't put in that other places don't have. It's there. It's it's natural rhythm. It's natural music to them. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a beat, and and and, and you get caught in that beat, you know. You as you watch them, you you know. And the other thing is that uh, it was uh, f- fabulous to me. I went in a couple of bars that Ernest Hemingway had spent a lot of time in, and and one of the bars they they had, uh, and it was called the Havana Club, and he used to spend a lot of time there. And they had a bronze statue of him standing at the bar and having a drink in his <laughs> hand. And Leith, honestly, you would think. There's the man. He's there, you know. <laughs> and so we all had photographs taken. So, so yeah, there's places like that. He, he spent, I think, 18 years of his life in, in Cuba. So yep. he, had, he had a fascination with Cuba. A long time ago, people think of Cuba. They think of Castro. They think of the Cuban missiles. And they think of Cuban cigars. That's probably the three there. If you said to someone, tell me something you know about Cuba. You went to a Cuban cigar factory or a place yeah, that they yeah. manufactured? Well, a factory where they, they were, they you know, sort of from where they were dry, drying the tobacco, then rolling and making it we brought a, a lady that's one of the the top cigar rollers of in 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 Havana who's been doing it for you know 30 odd years she rolls 90 90 to 94 cigars a day and so she demonstrated about three different ways of of, of not different ways but you know different sort of sizes and lengths of of, of cigars how she picks the tobacco the quality of it and all that uh, it was just fascinating <laughs> and i'm thinking 
doing this for so many years, mm. but yeah, it was great just watching her do it, you know, and experience that. We had a university lecturer of uh, uh, history come in from one of the universities in, in Havana to talk to us about, you know, Havana from the past to now and where it's going. Because I was, I'm curious to know what the students of, of today are thinking about where Cuba is going to go and where they'll get jobs and opportunities because, you know, education is free. So both, uh, you know, primary, secondary and universities is free. Yep. Uh, health, the benefits are free. Uh, they certainly look after their people, you know. And as I said, um, in, in some cases on, on Western standards, you'd say they have very little, but they have so much more in, in many other ways. Are you a cigar smoker? I'm not a cigar smoker. Did you try? I tried because I think it's something you when you when go in to, Rome. Yeah, when in Rome, when in you know, and it's it's like drinking the rum, yep. uh, you know, and the daiquiris and all that. It's part of being there in a destination. I it's, look. It's like when I've, I've, I suppose, had major events in life, and you might sort of get the cigar in your <laughs> mouth, and you you don't actually inhale too much yep. of it, you, but you're there with the cigar. But it creates atmosphere because everyone else is doing it. Yep. You know, what's it like? See, I've never, I've never yeah, smoked cigarettes. Yeah. I've never smoked no, well, a cigar. I'm not a, I'm not a cigar no. smoker. Uh, sorry, a cigarette smoker, nor a, a regular cigar. Yep. But to be there in Cuba, you've got to have a taste. Well, I taste. think they range sort of 2 to $50. But that's always the thing. You see it in the movies. You see it on the TV show. That's the gift you give people. It's the box of well, cigars. Well, I brought up. I brought some cigars back because there are a couple of clients who are great cigar smokers, and they knew what cigars they wanted. So I had to find the shop and get them. <laughs> that wasn't hard to find that. And also my son-in-law is expecting twins or my daughter expecting twins in uh, Christmas so I thought I better have a couple of cigars ready for that so I brought two uh, two for the you yep. know for the twins uh, and yeah so as I said not a and you've got to be careful now because you're know, coming in through immigration elite it's uh, only 20 grams of tobacco product okay. I'm not sure how much they would know and how much they measure on that but you've got to be careful but yep. anyway but yeah you've got to buy cigars and and uh, as I said taste the, the beautiful rum uh, the uh, daiquiris, the you know tequilas, yep. uh, the uh, yeah, all of those drinks there. That as I said, I might not drink them in in Australia, but when you're in Cuba, that's what you do. You got to do it. So that's all the influence from around, from Mexico, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah, the absolutely. West Indies, from absolutely. the yeah. Floridas, because you know they were for from for their whole life has been raided by uh, you know pirates mm -hmm. coming in from all over. That, that I mean, you know, it's not when we talk about the pirates of Caribbean, uh, you know. <laughs> They're there. They were yeah. there. They were there, and they were being, you know, and so they built the, you know, these sort of reinforcements and forts all around the major, the major towns, you know, where the the ships could come in. So when you see the fortifications, they're still there, and they're great, you know, sort of uh, chance to see them and and see, you know, what they did in the yep. past to to protect their 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 towns. Looking at it geographically, between Miami, Cancun to the west, as I say, Jamaica to the south of Cuba, uh, weather-wise, I would assume it would get hot and it would get humid. It does does get hot and humid. The best time to go, they say, is between October and about uh, end of March. Uh, they reckon November is one of the nicest months to be there. When we were there, which was, uh, you know, in uh, October, uh, mid-October, it was around 24, 25, 26 okay. uh, every day. Uh, no, hu no real humidity at, at that stage. Uh, when you get around more about around the water's edges, you, you, know, you sort of get a bit of feel about it. But no, it was just clear air, and I loved it because when we walked around, it was not too hot to walk around. But you know, you could certainly feel the sun. Uh, it was strong, but it was it, it, it just was. You feel like you know, yes, you're 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 a tourist, but you're dressed properly for it, and yep. and and you enjoy it, sort of thing. And uh, 
uh, everyone looks very healthy. In terms of language, they speak in Cuban, they speak in a bit of Spanish, a little bit of English, a bit of everything, melting pot? Melting pot. But, uh, you know, we didn't come across any problems with communication as far as the English is concerned. Yep. I think because, you know, in those earlier days before the blockade and all that, there was a very strong American influence everywhere, you know, throughout, uh, you know, with American companies, yep. American hotels, et cetera. So, so and it, uh, English is, 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 you know, taught at the schools as well. So, yeah, no, no problems with the language. You will be able to find out more once you've done it uh, more comprehensively. We'll yeah, and, get... and I'm looking forward to that. I, and and you know, uh, Leith, one of the things I love about when you travel to a destination is you actually want to know more. You want to read more. So I'm trying to piece now all the history and the sequence of of what happened from you know the 15th century as far as some of the conquests from the, you know the Spanish and that, but the, the and then the influence and then the you know the whole thing of the missiles. And I can remember talking to a, a, a person that I worked for who worked for the British Weapons uh, Research uh, Organisation in Britain. And prior to that, you know, the running of the blockade, you know, that uh, he was told to go home and, and spend the day with his family because they said, you know, it could be not a nice place in the world after that day. Well, luckily nothing happened and they turned back the ships. But uh, a lot has happened for the yeah. Cubans since that. But as I said, uh, a very fighting spirit to survive and they seem very happy with their lives. And c certainly, you know, not, not at the Western standard that we are used to, but, um, you know, they've got, they enjoy life. The people that would be interested in Cuba that would want to go, good for families, good for solos, good for people that enjoy their history, people that like the spices and that influence. Absolutely, that like. yeah. It's it's as I said, I think it's a destination that's going to offer for most people, and certainly you could take families. There were a lot of young students from America going down there to you know to study a little bit of uh, and meet the locals and and the schools and the university people, you know, uh, to get you know the, the whole whole thing of Cuba. Uh, and I and I think, as I said, the 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 way that a lot of people could do it is is cruising out of Miami and, and include Cuba and um, and the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important when they when people are making decisions is to look at the way uh, the, the itineraries that give them a good comprehensive. A, a view of uh, Cuba, not just one destination or one port of call, but three to four ports of call, and sometimes overnight, so you can sp get more of the atmosphere at night rather. And, and most of the cruise ships are doing that. Before we wrap up our chat on Cuba, you'll be able to give us a more comprehensive uh, outlook when you travel the whole island of Cuba. But give us one thing in Havana, the people that are listening and saying, right, this is what I want to do. What is our must do, our must see, our must try in Havana? Well, certainly, certainly, you know, to go to some of the clubs to uh, to uh, you know see where, as I said, Ernest anyway, spend his time. Certainly to uh, walk around the you know the whole central area, which is very easy to do. There's a special street there that takes you from central uh, Havana to the port, uh, and and the, just the atmosphere of walking that street with the the vendors and the restaurants and the music and you know the people sitting up on the uh, you know level on the balconies and that the, the, the whole atmosphere of that uh, you've got to do the do the drive with the cars you know the cars are very special and to go along the boulevard the the, the uh, where you know the sort of uh, seaside boulevard there yeah. At night, where all the locals, Leith, come out and just sit on the wall, 
play music, talk to their neighbours and friends or whoever comes past. And honestly, you'd think there's some major event going on every night there, but it's just they come out and they and they just enjoy life in the in the summer months. And uh, as I said, it's along the seawall that goes along for about five kilometres. Uh, but it's again, it's a, a drive that one that one should do as a, as a tourist just to see and hear the the music and what's going on. It's like creating their own little parties, mm-hmm. you know, but out on the on the seawall. Um, and so, you know, to smoke a cigar or <laughs> put one in your mouth, you don't have to smoke it, to try their rum, yep. uh, all of that, and, and, of course, the food. So I think there's a lot to grab people. But just looking at some of the architecture is mind-blowing in its own right. Their parliament house, called the Capitol, is as big as the capital of Washington, of the building, yep. and it's a replica. So you know whoever I think designed the one in Washington, or whether they did Cuba first or not. But it's you'd swear when you look at the Capitol there, the photograph of that, yep. that you're looking at Washington, the Capitol of, in Washington. There you go. The All right. Well, grab your Panama hat, grab your fedora, make your way out of the building. Uh, that is Cuba, and of course you can find out more at any of the ten Phil Hoffman travel offices. You can find out more online at pht.com.au. And, of course, there are the social media channels as well. Thank you for sharing your experience. Leith, always a pleasure. And uh, as I said, very excited about it as a destination.